Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome into Outkick the Show. I'm your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having a fantastic Wednesday, wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. The midterms are here. The midterms are still going on. We have got a lot to discuss, even though we don't know the full outcome of the House or the Senate uh, right now. But I've got a lot of takeaways. Buckle up. I'm going to blow your mind with my brilliance. Uh, appreciate all of you hanging out with us. All right. So update right off the top. We don't know what's going to happen in Nevada. We don't know what's going to happen in Arizona. There is going to be a runoff in Georgia between Herschel Walker and the Reverend Raphael Warnock. That will be next month in early December. We do know that Republicans are in very good shape to win the House. That will probably be official in the next couple of days, but all the trend lines looking very good there. Positives, negatives, takeaways, uh, important aspects of these races. Dive in. This is my midterm analysis. I'd also encourage you, go listen to the Clay and Buck show today where we just spent three hours breaking all this down. Thank you to everyone who came to the Clay and Buck election night party last night. I think there are photos and video up on clayandbuck.com if you are curious at all of the party that we had in Nashville last night. So I want to start here. We can't have election weeks. We can't have multiple election days. We got to have the tallies done. And I've been hitting on this. I want to start right here because I think it's important whether you're a Democrat, Republican, Independent, heck, even if you don't vote at all. Florida in 2000 was the biggest disaster when it came to counting votes anywhere in the United States. Took forever. If you're old enough to remember, we had the hand recount, the hanging chads, all of the analysis of whether or not a vote was a vote. After that, Florida said, we can't be humiliated like this anymore. They got their act together, and within a few hours of the polls closing last night, we knew 100% what had happened in Florida. Every single state in America needs to have the exact same policies in place as what they have in Florida. And Marco Rubio, who won a landslide last night, uh, tweeted this out, and he asked a great question. If Florida can count 7.5 million ballots in five hours. How can it take days for some states to count less than 2 million? Uh, It's possible by next week we're not even going to know what's happened in Nevada. Uh, They are not going to be able to finish Arizona evidently until the end of the week. It's unacceptable. If we care about free and fair elections and we want to eliminate the possibility of even the appearance of impropriety, then we have to have the votes counted rapidly. Okay, that's my big on top of the uh, mountaintop yelling on a larger structural issue. I thought we were going to get a red tsunami. We did not. I'll discuss why that was, but I will start with the biggest positive, which is we did get a red tsunami in the state of Florida. I thought the rest of the country was going to look like 
the state of Florida did. And I've got some data points for you here that I think are pretty significant. Ron DeSantis won 57% of Hispanic voters, 52% of women voters, 58% of suburban voters, and 52% of independent voters. His share of a Puerto Rican vote, for instance, jumped from 34% in 2018 to 55% in 2022, okay? Ron DeSantis in 2018 won the state of Florida by 30,000 votes. I'm going to give you, he won in the, uh, in the election last night by an absolute cavalcade of, uh, of a margin Millions of voters came in for Florida and Ron DeSantis was absolutely dominant. So, how is it Marco Rubio also crushed Miami-Dade flipped the largest margin ever Hispanic voters in Miami all went for Ron DeSantis and Marco Rubio representing a seismic shift in Florida. How did Ron DeSantis take Florida which had been the quintessential toss-up state for most of the 21st century and turn it into a red tsunami state in 2022. First of all, he's right about COVID. A lot of people moved to Florida over Floridian freedoms. Many of them red voters from other other states who were fed up with what was happening with COVID in their own states. But big picture, we are dealing with trench warfare. It's as if the last two years didn't happen. Democrats, awful on inflation at a 40-year high. Crime, 21st century high. Southern border, wide open. Democrats got everything wrong on COVID school shutdowns, on masks, all of it. And yet there were no strong consequences for Democrats anywhere to a large degree outside of Florida or New York. So the question that I have for everybody out there is, study Ron DeSantis. Nobody thought that DeSantis was going to win Florida by 20 points. I didn't even see a poll saying that that was going to happen. Guys, he basically won 60 to 40 in a state that he won by 30,000 votes as recently as four years ago. So the red tsunami came to Florida. Can Ron DeSantis export what he did in Florida to other parts of the country. That is, to me, the biggest question coming out of these midterms. Uh, Also, let me give you a couple of more DeSantis stats that I think are pretty revolutionary. DeSantis won people who've never attended college by 15 points, according to exit polls. He won people who attended college but got no degree by 15 points. Sorry, never attended college. DeSantis won by 32. He won associate's degree by 16. He won college-educated bachelor degree holders by 11 points. And DeSantis even won advanced degree, JD, master's, MBA, MD, PhD by 7 points. I want you to think about that for a minute. Ron DeSantis dominated every group in Florida. How did he do it? And could he translate it to a larger nation? That's a big question because I've been telling you for a year now, get geared up for an epic Republican battle for the nomination between Donald Trump 
and Ron DeSantis. And it is going to be a absolute Donnybrook. This was an election where 75% of people were unhappy with the direction of the country, yet they simultaneously voted for almost every incumbent's re-election. That is pretty wild to think about. Brian Kemp wins by eight or nine points over Stacey Abrams. Greg Abbott trounces Beto. Stacey Abrams and Beto have now spent hundreds of millions of dollars and never come close in this election cycle to actually winning their races. Hey, Clay Travis here. We'll be right back. But first, here's a word. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Ron Johnson won in Wisconsin. We've had him on the Clay and Buck show a lot. That was one that I desperately cared about. As I told you, Ohio with J.D. Vance, not close. North Carolina, Ted Budd, also not particularly close when you consider how tight of a state North Carolina is. I told you, and I've been saying it for a long time, this race was going to come down in the Senate to Nevada, Arizona, Georgia, and Pennsylvania. The only shocking result that has come down so far, in my opinion, is John Fetterman winning. John Fetterman is the worst candidate nominated by either party in 2022. And the fact that he won is evidence that nothing matters to Democrats other than power. The guy can't talk. He probably is not healthy enough to do the job of senator. He had the worst debate performance I've ever seen in the history of my life watching debates in America, and yet he won. And that is a testament to the fact that Democrats will drag anybody across the finish line they can. And that's why I think you have to look at the data and be willing to change your opinions. That is why I believe Joe Biden is the biggest winner for the Democrats last night. Biggest winner for the Republicans, Ron DeSantis because of the red tsunami in Florida. Biggest winner for the Democrats, Joe Biden, because I gotta be honest with you, I thought Republicans were gonna dominate and they would sweep out Joe Biden as a result. Instead, I think not getting destroyed means that Democrats are going to stick with Joe Biden and he will be their nominee, weekend at Bernie's two style, even if he is potentially even worse two years from now which seems very likely. So I think Joe Biden, I'm changing my opinion here. I had thought he was going to get swept out. I thought he would announce he's not running again in February or March. I expected Democrats to dominate. I mean, sorry, Republicans to dominate. And the reason why I expected Republicans to dominate was because Biden's a disaster. He's the worst president of my life. Highest inflation in 40 years, record high crime in the 21st century, wide open border, got everything wrong with COVID, tried to mandate your kids get COVID shots, tried to mandate that you get COVID shots, didn't fight to open up schools. He got everything wrong. And yet, it didn't matter. And so one of the biggest lessons that exists out here is we're in such a 50-50 country that what's actually happening in the country doesn't even matter. 
there were lots of people who flat out said, I'm going to go vote for Democrats because I'm on team Democrat, even though Joe Biden's a disaster. Democrats, I think, were even stunned at the amount of support that they got in this election because they know Joe Biden's a disaster. And again, 75% of the people who went and voted said the country's on the wrong track. Now, there were enough split tickets, Georgia. I don't know how there are so many people who voted for Brian Kemp for governor and also voted for Raphael Warnock. Biden has a 40% approval rating. How in the world is it the case that Kemp can win a landslide? Eight points is a landslide, given he only won by 50,000 votes last time. Stacey Abrams even had to concede. Yet Herschel and the Reverend Warnock are going to end up in a runoff. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't add up for me. Looks like there's going to be a lot of split tickets in Arizona too. A lot of people voting for Carrie Lake who says she is going to win when all the votes are in. Blake Masters going to have a harder time getting across the finish line. It looks like in Nevada, Adam Laxalt's in pretty good shape. I think there's a very decent chance that effectively we're going to have a repeat of 2020 and the Georgia special election is going to determine who actually ends up controlling the Senate. But presuming that the House is actually in Republican hands, the biggest part of this election is a win because it means Joe Biden is not going to be able to make things worse. There will be a check to his power. Now, the biggest challenge here is I wanted the red tsunami to arrive. I wanted the red wave to be here. It didn't happen. Didn't happen at least so far. Republicans can still win the Senate. Again, very likely to have won the House. We'll see what happens in Georgia, Arizona, and Nevada. But so far, the only surprise that I have seen is John Fetterman winning outright and announcing that he won on election night. Uh, Now, I also think that I always go back and look at the data and say, okay, what did I miss on? I think you have to constantly challenge your analysis and look at it. I gave too much credence to the polls. Let me start here. The polls have been wrong in 2016, 2018, 2020, and now 2022. By and large, polling is almost worthless because a lot of these races are very close and they don't really give us any indication and they were off again for a fourth consecutive cycle and they were off in favor, it appears, of Republicans this election go-around after being against Republicans the last three, so you can't even reliably analyze the polls for their bias because they're even inconsistent in terms of that bias. Also, the gambling odds. I spent a lot of time looking at the gambling odds. The gambling odds were not representatively accurate, at least not so far. Now, there weren't a lot of upsets, period. Fetterman was an upset. We'll see what happens in Nevada where Republicans were favored, in Georgia where Republicans were favored, and in Arizona where it was kind of a toss-up. We'll see what happens with it, Carrie Lake and Lombardo. But the betting markets and the polls were not particularly useful at forecasting where things were going to go. I do think big picture, as we get more and more data to be able to analyze here, um, what is going on with people relocating. My thesis from COVID has been it's going to make red redder and blue bluer because 
the red voters are fed up. They're leaving Chicago. They're leaving New York City. They're leaving San Francisco and LA and all these places and moving to redder areas, whether it's Texas, whether it's Tennessee, whether it's Florida, those three in particular, because none of those three states have state income taxes. My home state of Tennessee, fabulous place to live. As long as you're interested in voting red, I'm very happy to have you here. But I think what we've got is such committed trench warfare that it's virtually impossible to get outside of the 50-50 universe that we're in. House is almost dead even. Senate's dead even. Joe Biden barely won in 2020. Trump barely won in 2016. It doesn't feel like the last six years has yet broken and we've had a real landslide election. Can we get to it? I would like to think that the answer is yes. Are we going to be able to? I'm not sure whether that is going to uh, be able to happen. But I will say, we've got to get elections fixed here. We cannot have multiple days of counting. Whatever your politics are, the idea that Arizona and Nevada can't get their count done for days or weeks after the election is frankly unacceptable. Uh, they need to be able to figure things out. This was a problem in 2020. We had all sorts of balloting issues, evidently, in Maricopa County uh, in, uh, in Phoenix. I'm going to be in Phoenix tomorrow. Uh, I'm flying out uh, tomorrow to go speak on Friday. And this thing has to be resolved. We can't keep ending up in this disaster one after the other. It just doesn't add up. Now, positive. Republican House means Biden's power is checked. First rule of uh, medicine, what is it? Physician, do no harm. First thing you have to do is stop Biden from making things worse. That has been done with the Republican House. May well end up happening with the Republican Senate too. Because we don't know what's going to happen in Nevada or Arizona or Georgia, it's hard to assess exactly what the overall grade, for instance, for Republicans would be. As Buck and I were talking about the show, it's possible the House and the Senate are both still going to flip, in which case, hey, that's a really successful election. It's also possible that they are not going to flip either, and it will be a really failure of an election. So I feel good about the Republican House based who I'm talking to. Uh, I feel good about Arizona getting super competitive, and Carrie Lake says she's going to win there. Uh, I feel good about Laxalt in Nevada, but it's hard to feel good when you're waiting this long for all of the votes to actually get in. I also thought this was intriguing. Uh, the Democrat Party, listen to these data points. This is from Brad Wilcox. Married men voted for Republicans by 20 points. Guys like me, we were Republicans plus 20. Married women voted uh, Republican by 14 points. Married women out there, big Republicans. Unmarried men voted for Republicans plus seven. So pretty significant win for unmarried women. Uh, unmarried men. Unmarried women voted for Democrats by 37 points. The Democrat Party, by and large, is made up of unmarried women who are unhappy at the world and they are voting Democrat by massive numbers. The woke universe is led by women. And sooner or later, and I'm writing about this on my newest book, we are going to see a tidal wave election. I think it would have happened in 2020 without COVID. 
It certainly didn't happen in 2022 other, other than in Florida. How does it happen in 2024 going forward? And Republicans have a big decision to make because I think Joe Biden is going to be the nominee for the Democrats. So Republicans are going to have to decide. Is the Trump train the way to go? Or do you want to change directions, change conductors, and go with Ron DeSantis instead? Because these guys are the 800-pound gorillas of the Republican uh, Party right now. And I believe Ron DeSantis is going to run. I certainly believe that Donald Trump is going to run. And these guys are going to go after one another with everything they've got. And I believe whoever the Republican nominee is in 24 will beat Joe Biden. I also think Ron DeSantis, if he were the nominee, would have a real chance at winning a landslide election. I don't think Trump's going to win a landslide. I think he'll win, uh, just like he did in 2016 and just like he would in 2020 if COVID hadn't happened. I think Trump will win in 24, but I think we'll all be bleary-eyed waiting like we are right now to see what the ballots in Nevada and Arizona and Georgia and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and Michigan all of those states are saying that's where it's going to come down. We are in trench warfare. It's going to eventually end. But right now, this election might as well have started the day after. It didn't matter the 40-year inflation high. It didn't matter the economy falling apart. It didn't matter about the border being wide open, being wrong on everything related to COVID, the crime, Afghanistan, uh, the disaster that is uh, Ukraine. None of it seemed to matter. People have made the decision, I'm team Democrat or I'm team Republican, and I'm voting that way no matter what. Except for some of these ticket splitters, which is going on in Georgia, going on in Arizona. And let me just say this, you idiots who continue to vote Libertarian are throwing power to Democrats. You are. The Libertarian voters kept Herschel from winning outright in Georgia. The Libertarian voters, even though they endorsed Blake Masters, may well have ended up costing Arizona a Senate seat as well. The Green Party's not on all the ballots. How is it that the Libertarian Party keeps getting on and the Green Party doesn't? I think it's because Democrats have decided we're not going to allow a left-wing competitor of the Democrat Party to hurt us. I think this is really fascinating for everybody to contemplate how this is going on. Uh, New York State almost went to Lee Zeldin. New, uh, Florida got the red tsunami. We got a red wave in New York. Rest of the country, not so much. It was an incumbent protected election. Going to be fascinating to break all this down. We will continue to do so on Clay and Buck. Let me make sure I sent out a, uh, a tweet thread earlier today uh, breaking down everything surrounding uh, the way that this uh, the way that this election has gone down. And a lot of you enjoyed uh, that tweet thread laying out all of my thoughts about, uh, about the direction of the country. I'll just say this. The weekend at Bernie's 2 campaign for Joe Biden has already started. Um, he's not capable to be president of the United States, but I think Democrats, you just saw with, the, uh, with Fetterman, it doesn't matter whether the person can do the job or not. They're focused on power regardless. And so, I believe Joe Biden's going to be the nominee for the Democrats in 2024. 
Who are the Republicans going to pick to go against him? I think it's going to be Ron DeSantis or it's going to be Donald Trump. How is that going to go? How are you going to vote? Buckle up. It's going to be a wild next 16 or so months. I am Clay Travis. Continue to update you this week. Uh, I'll have a show tomorrow uh, right after I finish Clay and Buck and then I'm headed out for the weekend. I'll be at the Alabama Ole Miss game. I'll either get my gambling picks up tomorrow or Friday. We had a big party last night. Buck's been in town, so I've had to use the studio in downtown Nashville, so I haven't been in my house as much. Promise I'll get those picks up before everything kicks off. Love all of you. Keep the faith. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. I am Clay Travis, and this has been Outkick the Show.